Zaffenzeller, what you been up to, brother? Uh, quite a bit, yeah. quite a bit since I've seen you last. Oh my god, it's been five, six years. It's been a while. Has it been? Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit. I like it, man. So, what you been up to? You got a festival kind of going on? Well, it's not my festival, but I definitely try to do as much as I can for it. Yeah. So, people that don't know me too well, my parents have been running music festivals in Colorado for about. Well, this will be the 25th year. Nice. So it's, That's a long time. Yeah, no, it's older than me, that's for sure. Yeah. And um, so uh, as of this last year, they kind of transitioned away from that. Uh, they are making the transition to having a radio station, a local radio station run it called uh, KSUT. Cool. Run it in Colorado or run it here? In Colorado. Okay, cool. That's so that's kind of the other half of it is that... Uh, my mom, Krista, is now working as the executive director for the Sisters Folk Festival cool. organization. Yeah. So it's just, it's closer to home. She doesn't have to drive to the middle of the country. Yeah, that'd be a lot once a year. I mean, just, so did she just get it twice ready for year. the whole, twice a year? <laughs> yeah, two what? festivals a year. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. tight. I still got that in me, though. So that's kind of the other part is that they want to keep the lineups the same for those festivals. So mm. this uh, radio station, KSUT, is... Uh, contracting uh, my father and I to basically continue doing the booking so that things stay cool. consistent with how yeah. they've been in the past with the lineup. So what if you had the opportunity to get a really big name, but they weren't, they didn't fit your genre? Like what if Jack Johnson was like, yeah, I'll come play your festival, but he doesn't just quite fit folk. Would you still, would you Jack Johnson would fit our genre. Or, or, uh, ja uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah. We would, if he wanted to play for the, the we would, I mean, I, it's not like a, would definitely never discuss budgetary things here but like in terms of like it's it's a lot harder to go for like a, a big name i would say yeah. just like well especially because i was reading about jack johnson's rider instead of like he wants all these things he wants like uh clean lights and like uh, recycling bins and everything everywhere and his logic is then when he leaves it's not like you're going to replace the the new energy efficient lights and stuff with old ones <laughs> So it ends up costing a lot to get them, but I'm like, that's well, that's something tight. we were, uh, we've always, uh, that's kind of something that we've always been trying to do is move towards more ecologically friendly yeah. things. Like that's pretty much like we stopped using plastic water bottles. Like, nice. I yeah. That's a weird thing, man. You see them everywhere oh and you're just like, God. why? It's they, rough. They stack up so quickly. It seems like they're going to start making hemp Crete water bottles or something. That'd be pretty tight. That'd be better. But <laughs> be a lot better. I like it. Do you drum at the festival at all? No, I haven't yet. Uh, someday, I mean, it'd be cool, but I never would like be that person who's like, hey, man, can I sit in with you? I would, yeah. It'd be like if I was in a band that fit the genre and cool. they wanted to book us. Yeah. Or if like a drummer just got the flu the night before, you could just be like a spot filling drummer. If, yeah, it works. It works weird. Usually we book people that tend to be very particular and i think that's a good thing yeah hey one thing i'm gonna have you get the mic closer like put it a little bit yeah there we go yeah. there we go yeah beautiful um worried about my voice really i think <laughs> i don't know it, it's such a trip because i'm doing these all the time so i don't really think about them but i'm like if i were to go on someone else's show like randomly and i'd never done it i'd be like yeah i'd be a little like conscious of like okay what am i saying right now and stuff but i don't know i stopped, <laughs> I, I stopped caring about specifics i'm like it, it, it is what it is you know i'm just careful with like 
business stuff. Yeah. Personal stuff. I Personal don't stuff. What have you been up to? Just drumming away still? As much as I can. I uh, So I used to rehearse at a practice space that I set up in my parents' house, but mm, they live in a different town now. So yeah. I have my kid at my house with a lot of Wait, shirts on it. You have... A- Oh, your kid. I thought you said your kid. I'm like, you do not have a kid, do you really? No, your no. It's, it hasn't been that oh, long. So, Don't worry. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow. You got my kid at the house. That's yeah. why I got to get back. But so. <laughs> so I got a drum kit in there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have my uh, drum kit at my place uh, just with like a lot of cloth on it. It yeah. sounds terrible, but yeah. I can still. It doesn't quite get you there because there's something, I mean, like I obviously learned drums from Levi's dad. Oh god, um, yeah. yeah, master. But it's just a, it's a blast, honestly. Just like hit something, have a lot of good sound come out. You're like, yes, yeah. No, there's something special about it. I, I think that's why I stopped other instruments. Yeah, I don't know. Guitar's cool. I don't know, man. It, it, it's funny how how zeroed in on a niche you find when different people find like their thing. It's like this feels good to do. I'm gonna do it more. Yeah, like, I think I just really like improvising, mm. and I just I was able to. It's not like I was better at improvising on drums, but I was more able to tell myself I didn't suck. Yeah. When I did suck. That's so. so funny. So you just kind of pushed through until you did get good. And now I'm pro- now I probably still like a lot of people are gonna look at me and say, "Oh, he sucks." But I mean, it's. That's so funny that like really talented musicians always say like when I had people like horn people work on my album, they're like, oh, "I didn't like that." I'm like, "I don't care. I'm using it." <laughs> like you know. Oh God, yeah, that's the the thing with being like a practiced musician, which is. Do you have that because you're like if you if you think you're good enough now you won't get better or what's the logic behind not liking your work right now? Yeah, I think that's a part of it. Is like you don't want to ever admit that you're good enough because if you say like I'm there, that's like a real that's kind of a point of arrogance for a okay. lot of like and like a lot of people aren't going to want to play with you mm-hmm. either at that point. It's going to be like I'm there and people are going to be like no you're not. I don't want to yeah, I can see that. I don't know, but it, there is also something to the point of when you're working with someone and they just keep me like, oh, that sounded bad. And you're like, you know, it sounds, it's almost like a fake uh, sort of uh, modesty, modesty where it's like, come on, just like, just at least be real. Like you understand you're the best whatever guitarist or whatever in this room. Like, come on. That's fair. I, I think some people just hold themselves to hold themselves to really high standards and probably in a lot of aspects of like everyone does in some aspect of their life. I think musicians just have it like in a super public manner probably oh my god absolutely and jazz is interesting too because that's what i've kind of been wanting to get into and you know i would never call myself a jazz musician because there's people that could play me under the table i guess that's a way to put it but like you know it's something i still love and it's just man it's hard (laughs) it's so much more nuanced than like any other yeah and then you pretty s- much you get to like post jazz and jazz fusion it's just it's a lot what do you think of uh these bands using um like in a drum kit they also have like uh, like uh what do you call it samplers oh oh like kit. using like an sp like a rolling sp yeah, yeah. those things are dope in, in a drum kit I, there's, I, no, I, there's no like uh the what's it called hierarchy with drummers like a, like a purist kind of thing Maybe some people. Yeah. I think that shit's dope. Yeah, it's dope. I think that's so cool. I think it's like, I mean, it's also a really important thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you notice, like, I'm not saying it's realistic to like try to be like, to try to be like, I want to be Kendrick Lamar's drummer, or I want to be like Wiz Khalifa's drummer. But if you do look at their drummers on the stage, 
those guys have. have to work with a lot. Like, yeah. not only is it just like the samplers, it's like they also have to work with like a laptop and switch the sounds on their sampler and like it's a lot dude it's it's a but whole it's other level it, it, it makes a sound a unique and cool way like i like like i like people that are progressing music oh dude me too you know? i really i used to be a more purist than i am now yeah there's something more. to being purist that almost just like holds it back like it's i think a lot of people get into the music industry thinking like okay i'll make it doing what that person did and then you got to eventually come to the realization like Oh, I have to literally be way better or do something completely new to find a little niche in the music. Yeah. And I think, but I do think there is some value. Well, there's a lot of value to like studying. Oh, absolutely. The greats. Yeah. Like you can definitely get stuck in just like quoting the same bebop lines over and over or quoting the same jazz licks on a drum kit. But like it's the same way you get stuck doing blues licks on a guitar. You know, it's the same thing. You want to. People like what they know. No one likes being bad at something. You know? I know, but you got to be bad at something. You got to be bad. <laughs> I mean, that's literally the step. Yeah. And like, man, when I started, uh, I started college uh, right after high school, you know, mm -hmm. it was just going to LCC and there was some, some terrific players there. Right. And I like realized I was like, wow, I got a lot to learn. Yeah. So it's good. <laughs> because of that, did you just want to get better? Did you try like, damn, these people are really good at this pure strum thing. I'm going to go off and try start using... You know, I, I did a bit. I did a bit of the purist thing. I took lessons, which was the biggest thing. Like he just told like my, my teacher was same person. Uh, no, not rich sellers. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's this guy, Brian Scott. He, I don't know if he's still working for the department, but he was like a master percussionist. I like it. Terrific, uh, marimba player. Uh, he was a great drum set player too. And he had like all these Broadway gigs and stuff. He was just a, wow killer player it's nuts the way people can make a living it's just broadway gigs i was about to say that's how you know he's good is yeah. he makes his living playing music yeah i know that's you funny. know someone's good if they do that and then like, yeah it, it is the funniest picture it's like someone playing a piano it's like how do you know you're how do you know you're a professional it's anything it's like i don't enjoy this at all anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right um, oh god yeah well i've had gigs like that yeah. <laughs> that's for sure where you're like can this be over please yeah those are brutal but i'm sure what was it like when you hurt your arm so you could no longer your shoulder so you could no longer really do the thing that you, that gave you a lot of joy? Oh right, that was ex that was almost uh, exactly a year ago. It was October third last year when I had the surgery. Yeah, and I was kind of like totally out of it. I mean, it sucked. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> great. Um, it was awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, what it the the benefit to it actually was that I started to study a lot of uh, like audio production and like. I guess, for lack of a better word, like beat beat making, you okay, know, yeah. sampling, synthesis, chill cool. beats, whatever. My, I mean, my no. biggest thing against beat makers is that the hi hat and the snare are so sharp, dude. That's that's my biggest thing too. <laughs> it's so obvious. And then you're listening to these things, and you're like, why are these all the same? And why are this like? It's like ear pitch. Like it breaks your ear to hear it. Yeah. No, I don't like making. Well, okay, I've made one trap beat just because I wanted to see, like, okay, <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> if I just thought, like, what does a trap beat sound like? And then I just went for this, you know, it came up with it in 13 minutes and it sounded like shit. But the yeah. ones I actually have, like, worked on, are, I try to be a little more original. And I like it. And do you sell them out to, like, rappers and musicians and stuff? Or you no. just make them and you're, like, tight? Just just make them and uh, never come back to just start them. Never come back to them. Start a bunch of other ones and then. But you always have those in your head, so you can kind of recreate them on a drum kit. Yeah. Well, my roommate uh, 
and I are hoping to like kind of release everything on an EP within like a month or two. Whoa, that'd be cool. What's it going to be called? Do you got a name? Oh God, no. Really? Nah, he's, so he's just a phenomenal producer and a terrific rapper too. Like, I don't say that about a lot of people I know. Like, I don't know a lot of good rappers, but he's just like, he's phenomenal. Nice. Does he rap about like just the the classics or does he rap about like? Ah, he's got his own voice sort of. It's, It's sort of philosophical. You know, he's not, he knows where he uh, comes from. Like, me and him both grew up in the same town, Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Tight. We're both very white. And, like, you know, like, <laughs> we, we don't have, like, the, the the same angst necessarily that, like, someone that grew up in the streets and has seen tragedies. I think I think all people have the same angst. Angst being like kind of like a fear of the unknown, fear of dying, fear of all those things. Oh yeah, no. People right. definitely I think that transcends race, gender, religions, it, all these things. Yeah, no. I think people like if they don't experience it in one way, they might kind of sometimes create it in another. Ah, do you have experience with any of either of those? Oh yeah, I mean I I think people just sometimes create their own existential crises, but that's so funny. You think people bring it on to themselves? No, no, I don't think people bring it on to themselves. But like, I don't know. What's an interesting crisis that's going on right now? Like the opioid, the uh, opioid epidemic. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah, I have strong opinions on. It. I'm curious what yours are, if you have any. I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that people started caring when it was like. All of a sudden, a bunch of white kids overdosing in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the most, int- like, you know, because it does dispro- disproportionately affect, like, rural white Americans. And that's when it's like, it's an epidemic, but it's like, no one was saying that in the 80s. They yeah. were like, it's a drug problem. We need to go in there with guns in the army. And, you know. But so, what do you think? Do you think it should be fixed? Or, like, what do you, what do you, what do you, oh, God, yeah. I mean, but what would fixing it look like? I mean, there's, there's, you could say opiates in this class right here. Is that a kratom? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't consider that the. Really, if it agonizes opiate, ag- like, uh, you know, receptors, you could make the argument that it's an opiate. Yeah, true. I mean, but the, but it comes to the reason why are people taking opiates? It's just an incredibly addictive substance. You think so? I think it's a mental illness. I mean, I think you when think it's a mental illness. I do. I think when people, well, especially with two particular drugs meth and heroin because those two things are like i think those are so demonized i think i think they should both be legalized more than they are maybe legalized in a sense that like we stop punishing people for doing them i mean methamphetamine schedule two that's desoxin that they give to kids yeah no so it's, i don't think it's, it's basically adderall is good meth essentially that's, <laughs> meth that's what i'm kids. yeah, <laughs> yeah meth for adults really yeah and uh That's so funny <laughs> but meth and, and heroin are completely different yeah like, yeah polar opposites productivity uh r- deep rest and like having i've never done meth or heroin but i've done like baby uh, versions of each i've I've had adderall before yeah. once and it was like a small it was, it was a small dose of it and i was pretty productive yeah, it's tight <laughs> and then i've had uh like when I my shoulder came out when I was in Las Vegas, they gave me fentanyl. Oh wow, that, that was not tight. Yeah, that it's was numbing. It's numbing in a way that I'm like, I don't really like being numbed. Oh, it's horrible. Why. I do like kratom because it is more a euphoric rather than numbing. Oh, it was fentanyls, and it was mixed in with the others, like other other uh, anesthetics. And I'd already like, 
I was at a gig, so I'd had like a few beers mm. already. So that's rough. They didn't ask me any of that. They're just like, "Yo, you want some fentanyl?" And I was like, "No, no." And then they gave uh, me the doctors. Yeah, no, they're oh like, "Oh my god!" They actually didn't ask me at first. They're like, "We're gonna give you some fentanyl." Yeah, it's like, mm, I would prefer it if you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, give me ketamine. Sedate me with ketamine. <laughs> um, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, my most fucked up story with opiates is the fact that I went to the OSU nurse's office because i had strep throat yeah and i'm like hey like i didn't sleep last night i haven't eaten in a day it, I, I got to the point where it got really bad so i thought it was had a sore throat and then i go there and i'm like can i just have like some amoxicillin and they gave it to me and then i'm like can i just have like one pain pill so i can go to sleep and wake up with the amoxicillin doing their work she prescribed 10 double strength vicodin so i took one and oh i woke up God. the next day feeling fine i'm like cool the amoxicillin's doing work i can at least eat now and then i'm like i just have a pill with nine double strength vicodin and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> flush that shit quickly well i'm like i'm like okay let me try a couple because i'm the, you know and then i'm like and then i still had like what like seven left and i'm like i don't like these <laughs> dude yeah no that stuff will anything well, that can kill you i yeah anything can kill, but it gets to the point of like okay so you've you've had opiates and you didn't like them so why do people like opiates you think it's a mental illness you think it's like a, a rewiring of the brain to be to like want to be numbed well like i do kind of understand uh i feel like i do kind of have addictive tendencies with like alcohols caffeine and well actually caffeine i've been cutting this is like my first coffee in like four days okay nice i've been a little ill for the past four days but, yeah but um like alcohol is definitely uh, kind of the biggest thing for me and i know it's i almost feel lucky that it's not something else because also after the surgery that i had on my shoulder they gave me uh oxycodone yeah I think I would argue that uh, alcohol is worse for you than oxycodone. It definitely can be for right. some people. Not Vicodin because that has the amoxicillin or that has the uh, acetaminophen in it, which is really bad for your liver. The thing that I would do, though, well, the thing that I did do with oxycodone is like, it's going to sound kind of childish. Maybe not. Maybe it was just mature. No, I just gave it to my mother. Really? No, yeah. I was staying with my parents. So I said, look, I'm going to need this for like three days and then don't give me any more. Yeah flush it or whatever and they're like okay yeah so i they the doctor had to give it to me and then i had to give it to her yeah so it was because you have the addicted tendencies you like you didn't trust did you like it what was it like i guess it was just for i pain mean i wasn't afraid that i would get hooked on it necessarily okay. I, i'm i have addictive tendencies but i'm also kind of a little bitch <laughs> that makes sense like yeah i can't just imagine myself like in the streets doing heroin because needles hurt a lot yeah. and right, like and there's other ways to do all yeah those but, but it gets to the point of like i don't think opiates are the problem i think they're what people are using to fix their problem which oh absolutely is they're extremely isolated they're extremely disempoverished and oh yeah how, like it's it's a lot to try to your early 20s what does the future look like to you it's extremely unknown which we just talked about how everyone's angsty about the Man, i don't know <laughs> right so it's like we're all in a place where we're like fuck <laughs> yeah i think i think there's so many different reasons people turn to opiates i think a large part of it is like maybe their parents aren't on opiates and where their parents get it from it could have been like they were working and they hurt their back and yeah. then they got the prescription and then for a lot of people what happens is the prescription runs out and they're like i so you really think it's a chemical hook, though? Like once you take it for a couple of days. You're oh yeah, pumped. absolutely. And so I, I think, think that's a really small part of it. I would, I would disagree in that. Like, well, 
You know, I, I definitely see your point where you say that isolation is what causes it. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I, I do agree there's a chemical hook, but I just think it's smaller than what people say. Yes. Actually, I, I would cool. Right, totally agree with that because I think if someone has no family and they're on the streets and they yeah. have no support network, yeah, of course they're going to do heroin. Exactly. Like, you can't blame them. But the whole thing against the chemical hooks is like, well, when everyone came back from Vietnam, where a tremendous amount of people were doing heroin because you're in the jungle and your best friends are dying and you're getting right. shot. They come back. There wasn't a huge epidemic of vets who are on opiates. They right. just stopped because they, they left the environment that they wanted to anesthetize themselves in. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, I definitely both are super valid in the sense of like... Environmental effect versus yeah, chemical and, effect. Yeah, there's never a good time to quit opiates. Who wants to be sick and feel like shit for a couple of days, you know? Yeah, well, I think that I totally would be a hypocrite not to agree with that because I know that I drink the least amount when I'm in a good environment. Like when I'm mm-hmm. working at a festival surrounded by like people that I like love and trust. <laughs> yeah. When it's a good community of people and you know what you're doing where, and you feel valued. Yeah. And I, I know that I want to be present in the moment. Why yeah. would you want to anesthetize yourself? You're exactly. Like, no, let's chill. I'm good. And it's like, yeah, I'm just sitting at home playing video games I wouldn't mind maybe not experiencing this fully. Like That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. Alcohol is it's funny. Alcohol is the one drug that I never really enjoy. Yeah. Cuz it's 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 it, for me at least it's like, oh man, I feel pretty decent and good for like 30 minutes and then for like 2 hours. Like the come down of that will be like, eh. Oh rough. yeah. Well, the thing is I don't drink hard alcohol. Okay. I I can't. I hate the flavor. It's disgusting. I don't think anyone likes the flavor, man. Feels like, well, I, the thing is, I love beer. Okay, that's, nice. That's the thing is, I, I'm probably gonna get fat before my that's liver. So funny. Before my liver starts to go out, I'm gonna get a big beer gut. But yeah. I just love beer. That's that's the big problem. It's Beer's just pretty tasty. Good beer. Wait, are you an IPA guy? Because I don't like the the super bitter beer for yeah, me personally. I, I see mean, the appeal of it, but for me, I'm like, I'm not a. Okay, yeah, I, I know. I like I like IPAs. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I like IPAs. You got That's me. So funny. I do prefer like the fruitier, hazier ones, but I mean, nice. I like a good, nice bitter imperial. Just drink one of and yeah, sleep. You got six percent. I like uh, stouts and porters just because they're they're heavy. You know, that would really. Add to I was beer just having this discussion yesterday about dark beers versus like you know dark heavy beers versus like the light hazier fruitier. I like the dark ones, man. You like the dark no, ones? No, I don't. You don't. I don't think a lot of people do because it's hard to drink a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, you get thick. through one, you're like, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, that was a lot. Well, I mean, it, it can be that way with IPAs, too. Well, IPAs, you get the bitter taste and you're like, I'll wash that out of my mouth with another taste. And then it's just, you, you drink the whole beer. You know? It's fantastic, right? It's so funny. That's <laughs> such a funny way of doing it. It's the Oregonian way. It is, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, do you ever watch that show Atlanta? No, but I've been wanting to for a while. I've, I've heard amazing things about it's ho- it. It's really good. But there's a funny skit where it's like a transracial person. So it's like a black guy who's like, I'm a white person. And he's looking in the mirror. He's like, what's your uh, bitterest IPA? <laughs> Did you see Game of Thrones last night? <laughs> it's so funny because I'm like, we do. Oh, just- my God. <laughs> it's funny, right? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's that's terrific. Yeah, I like Donald Glover. Whatever. Yeah. He's a, oh, he's he's a terrific. funny person. So what, uh, what what's some art that you've been really enjoying? You got really into the Tool album? Of course. Although I don't want to, I love Tool, and that album is a 
uh, this might be controversial to some people, but I think it's a masterpiece. Wow. But also, like, I liked Billie Eilish's album a lot this year. I I've thought, heard it, but yeah. I thought it was I've a great album. Nice. I like pop now. And, like, uh, oh, my God, the uh, surprise release by Anderson Pack, the Ventura. Mm-hmm. That thing was just, like, a soulful masterpiece also. Cool. I've I just heard a lot of these. They're just, like, uh, I love Tool. And I think, like, the stupidest complaint people could have about that album is, like, oh, it's just more Tool. Yeah. It's like, you guys have been bitching about this for 13 fucking years, and it's like, oh, no, we got more Tool. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Funny. Yeah, I don't know. As a musician, you really do have to, like, either screw over half your audience or the other half the audience. Either make more of the same music to appease people who just want more. Or make radically new music and have those people hate it, but new people like, oh, I really like it. I feel like doing the latter, making new music, you make a lot more enemies, though. Yeah. I don't know. I. But I like, my favorite musicians are people who reinvent themselves every album. Like, I love Bon Iver. Justin Vernon is a great musician for me. I've, I've, I've definitely liked what I've heard of theirs in the past. I don't know what they sound like now. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's weird, dude. Like he did. Yeah. He started off folksy and then he got a little bit more experimental and then a little bit more. And now his music's like borderline, not music. It's just sound <laughs> that you enjoy. Borderline, not music. All it's, right. It's tight. Well, it's not like, all right, there's a chorus and then there's a, you know, it's like a, yeah, yeah. It's not like that. I like these unconventional things. Cause I get sick of music. That's just like, okay, you get a chorus and then a verse and a chorus and a verse. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, that's like a very, new concept too is it i mean that whole idea it's just like with the idea of a uh, verse chorus verse chorus yeah yeah it was it was built around like kind of keeping a pop song under uh, four minutes for or three or four minutes i forgot for for, yeah on singles yeah radio and singles so i mean i don't really like that structure why i like the new tool album actually is that like all of the songs some of them no chorus well, they, they're just like 10 minutes long, so they're like, anything that you might call a chorus could also be considered a bridge, and it's oh, like, okay, cool. kind of just goes on these wicked instrumental journeys. I like that part, but pop music's cool too. I like a good chorus. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> good, like a nice tight melody, you're like, oof, yeah. where'd that come from? And like It hits back in, and you're like, yes, and then you can sing it, or you can like hum it, or like, like melodies are cool. Melodies and choruses are dope. That's that's why I love Anderson Pack so much, is like he just, his, well for one thing, he's a drummer, so obviously I'm going to love him. <laughs> yeah. He's a great drummer, and he just like writes hits just hit after hit after hit and he's a fantastic producer and like i love his voice too nice he's just like got that charisma you know that that kind of thing you need and i'm not saying like i would dislike it if he started talking more about social issues but i like that he's kind of more lighthearted. yeah like uh, yeah i i like when when people stay because you really can't differentiate the artist from their music from their art you can't you know sometimes sometimes it's hard like i mean like it, it'd be it'd be hard to go watch a kevin spacey movie you can't it's afraid of them you know to be fair i was never comfortable watching a kevin spacey movie but you know what i mean like before anyone knew you're like okay yeah he's a good actor that uh, very acclaimed and then Motherfucker you know always creeped me out he is a creepy <laughs> but, but i'm saying for anyone who like horrible yeah. things have come up and then you go you can't it's harder to watch his stuff like oh like absolutely Louis or oh i like. haven't watched a special of louis ck in a while right because you're like eh, it's just I, weird i just can't picture i don't I, 
I read the whole description. I was like, I can't really watch this man talk now. Like, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just weird. I, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's I like, can't witness yeah. him. Yeah, it's, it's of difficult. Of all things, of all things, that's your kink? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess. It's kind of fucked up, man. Yeah, I, I totally... I totally agree with you on that. Like, there's some artists that you really can't. Differ- Wait, so what's an artist that you can differentiate? I mean, like, if if your favorite drummer murdered someone for fun and went to jail, would you still like his music? Oh yeah. What musicians? <laughs> musicians are kind of a weird exception for me. It was an exception that you'll hate, but we can get to that later. Give it. No, give it. I know who it is already. <laughs> give it to me. I'm very open of most people's music. I yeah. mean, like, you look at James Brown, he was not a nice guy. No. But your favorite musician ever is Kanye West? You go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. That's so funny. I'm that trying I knew to. It I can appreciate he contributed a lot to the hip hop music scene. Yeah. I don't care for his music. I like him as a person. And I've said it on the show God before. God damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for him as a person, but I respect his music. <laughs> yeah, again, his music's cool. I mean, he definitely has bangers. And, like, all of his albums are pretty good. So I like him for that. But who he is as a person, the agendas he's pushing. The, he's, the, he's a provocateur. He's a provocateur. The world needs provocateurs. Uh, you know, I, I like I like my provocateurs to be... Left wing. <laughs> Intelligent. <laughs> Intelligent. You I don't, don't think, know. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. People shit talk people like Kim Kardashian, Kanye, but it's like they make more money in a year than we probably will in most of our lifetime. Are they really uh, stupid? No, I think he really did do some great things in the studio, and he really innovated and what earned that money. What do you have against him? Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the MAGA thing. Yeah, but I I don't. Did you listen to his T Pain thing, the the Yay versus the People? It's hard for me to listen to him. Oh man, his voice hurts. My so soul. if you don't if you don't even give him a chance, like, do you want me to? Do, exactly, that's know, my ex- issue. Yeah. Is like I can't. You can't even. That's get why it. he's like the one artist for me. Like, oh man, like so many artists have just been horrible to people over the years. But like for some reason, I'm able to work through it. You listen to Chris Brown or uh, uh, R Kelly? No. Nah. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Would you listen to either of their music? <laughs> That's a tough... No, I, I never really liked Chris Brown, and like I kind of dug some of R. Kelly's tracks, but not enough to be like, oh, this is still a jam. these horrible things. Yeah, no, like halfway into that documentary, you're like, all right, I get it. Not listening to him. Yeah. He's bad man. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Some people can do horrible, horrible, horrible things and still be like, yeah, they're not that bad. But then someone just says mean things and people are like, he's so evil. I don't, I don't, like him th- at I don't all. think he's evil. Well, so, so, so you just think he's dumb? I just think he's kind of an asshole. And, and yeah, it's just kind of just like, I don't, I don't care for him. I don't care for his yeah, ego. That's valid. That's valid. You know? I'm, I'm usually against that sort of thing, you know, like. But here's the thing. It's hard. He's been a relevant celebrity for over 20 years now. That's it's, nuts. It's true. That's it's true. nuts. You gotta give it to him, you I know? guess. Like, no, he, it's He's true. good at what he does. He's good at staying in the spotlight. He's good at staying... But, but then the whole thing is, it's like... I don't know. I like that he's doing... Like, every album is something new, and then he's like, all right, I'm done with music. I'm gonna make a clothing line. Now he has the $1 billion clothing industry. It's like, oh, yeah. That's... I'm like, all right, dude, props. Well, I mean, that's a good way to... Once you make a lot of money in the music industry, like, you just... Is that possible? <laughs> oh not anymore no, yeah, right? i don't i mean obviously there's still some ways to make millions somehow it's not something you should ever plan on but. no well do you want to know my huge why after i made the album i learned this and i'm like all right i'll try something else uh, 
one drug of bears, like not even aspirin, not even one of their main drugs, but like one drug Mm -hmm. from one pharmaceutical company makes more money than the entire music industry. All of merch, uh, concert sales, everything. And then so someone huge like Drake has like, let's say a big stake of 2% of the music company. I don't even think it's that big. Oh, God, no. This puts things in perspective. That would be, having 2% of the music industry would be ridiculous. Oh, it'd be nuts. But I mean, still, when you think about that in terms of like, wealth that you actually need to survive yes like, there's still like drake is still yeah he's plenty fine you know like several lifetimes over mm-hmm. that man is fine but that gets to the point of like are you just trying to survive or are you trying to make an impact on the world because if you're trying to make an impact on the world you need some money i know but i don't know if pharmaceuticals are the best way to go about that oh i'm oh, again i'm against it but i'm really i don't blame them you know it's whatever it's it's tough. I think if there, like if there wasn't opiates there, people would find another way to anesthetize themselves. You know, it's true. I mean, I think that other way could be marijuana. Oh, I can't. I can't get into be. marijuana at all, dude. I it, just think I think it'd be better if people were all smoking weed than it doing the heroin. The opposite of what opiates do to me, though. It makes me like cold and tight and like weird. It makes me like, oh man, like it, I never get social like. Oh man, I'm not good at connecting with people. But if I'm high, I literally can't even talk to someone because I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I I totally get that. It affects everyone differently. I'm definitely not going to be that person who's like different strains, man. Yo, thank God. <laughs> everyone um, is. No, I I get it, dude. Weed's not for everyone. No, but CBD strain, like pretty much hemp. Like I'd smoke like a hemp joint. Oh, absolutely, That'd be dope. That would be. Those are dope. They should have a hemp joint company. Well, they're they're starting to do a lot better with just making CBD strains nice. that are just bred for that purpose that's actually been a kind of a big thing around like my household is like a lot less of the thc yeah and a lot more yeah. of the cbd just it's just better it, it, i mean obviously better it's better for what i want yeah exactly i mean the thc can get trippy can get you paranoid and yeah. that, that's just it's nuts. like all the bad parts of psychedelics is yeah. is thc with nuts. none of the real like well some of the good sides like the, the thoughts that you have on marijuana are definitely like well that's cool and unique i do like that I like, I enjoy it. I'm not gonna. It's, yeah, it's tight. But I think my dream would be if someone with a hemp farm where it was like one to three percent THC and like ten to fifteen percent CBD just sold packs of joints, like like twenty joints, like a cigarettes pack. Oh but yeah, of CB, CBD dominant joints. So you could just be smoking those. That'd well, so CBD is a huge new market. Like that's yeah. they're starting to like not just do a few CBD plants in each grow. They're starting to really, cause you, you can see them all around here and you can Huge do a fields. lot of things with it too. Yeah. It's not like, that's why you don't have to just sell stuff in a dispensary. You can sell it like just in a supermarket or like, you know, you can find those CBD drinks at a gas station or at a it's restaurant. Cool. It's, it's a much more lucrative market, honestly. So I think yeah. capitalism is going to, really start yeah <laughs> driving things less away from that but i mean you're still gonna have people that want to get high as fuck I mean. mm-hmm. totally i just think there's but it's funny so alcohol and weed are like the two things that i'm like meh i don't know if i just overused weed because obviously in high school i was high all the time and everyone no one else smoked back then, so everyone's <laughs> like tiger's such a stoner and then as soon as i got out of high school i'm like i hate weed and then everyone else started smoking i mean not everyone but you know what i mean uh i mean but in oregon going to college yeah i, I it's kind of prominent here i don't know if people know that Um, (laughs) i don't know man but but anyway so i think i just like overused it to the point where i don't know man different substances you can just overuse absolutely and then you take a long break and you try it once and like first time is maybe nice and then you do it again you're like it's you know i've used up all the good that this substance has to offer for me personally absolutely yeah no i uh 
still waiting to get there but <laughs> <laughs> lucky man no um yeah that said I, I, edibles are uh, edibles are kind of tight like yeah, I, just, yeah. I just cook it into oil like coconut oil and i'll just like take a little teaspoon like a finger tip of it yeah yeah edibles are interesting i used to have an issue uh, i used to run all the time in high school oh yeah and that's uh and so like my senior year uh i i had like an edible and that's like my body was used to metabolizing things at that point when I was eating edibles. Mm-hmm. So then I stopped running pretty abruptly. Oh, man. <laughs> I stopped exercising when the shoulder shit happened my senior year. You and look fine now. Did you blow it up and go back down? No. I just, my metabolism has just been uh, like, trucking along. No, I'm just wearing a slimming belt. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got to let this girl out here. And, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so it's just. My, there was a period of time where I couldn't actually uh, get the effects of edibles, like where I would get uh, like actual dosed. You know, I would I would be like, okay, I'm definitely consuming 150 milligrams of this oh, right that's now. A lot, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a polo. Yeah, I was like, well, this isn't working. Wow, <laughs> that's nuts. It's not a, it's not an issue anymore. I'm fairly more active now. Like. At like my day job, which I won't mention, it's just not a fun one. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, drumming is almost active. You you can build up a sweat drumming for sure. Not yeah, you. I think I. That's a big thing for me is I started to like stop looking at drumming as like an athletic thing. Nice, because like it's not enough. You hurt yourself, dude. Oh wow! Like you can hurt yourself really quickly. It wasn't the drumming that caused the shoulder to come out, really per se, but like um just. Seems like it would have strengthened it rather than weakened it, you know. Ah, uh, no, you're just always, you're always taking impact. You're always absorbing shock, and that doesn't necessarily translate to muscle development. Yeah. It can just be muscle deterioration. Damn. And so, like, what you're supposed to do is just transfer the energy through your arm and not have any of it really line up with your shoulder. Kind not of easy to do. Whip it. You yeah. Know? Whip it. <laughs> but. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's something that I learned pretty early on, and I wish I had learned it earlier on. But you I, can't. You know, like, looking back, you really it's hard to regret things because you're like, you didn't know back then, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, I had Levi to tell me, though. Dude. I, oh, dude, he was always just like, dude, you were doing stuff wrong. I was like, shut up, man. I just want to play fucking Prague. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> when, when you hurt your shoulder, did you just go to him and be like, you were right? Or did he say, I told you so? No, 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 nothing like that. No, but like... I mean, I'm definitely willing to admit that I, def- I probably did some damage. I used to hit the drums so bad. I was inconsistent. Didn't have a good time. Didn't warm up. You need to warm up before drumming? No, I used to do a warm up, which yeah. was just like me going as hard as possible. So it's not <laughs> right, good. Warm. Here's the thing about drumming, man. So I went and tried to jam with some people. I'm like, I'll hop on the drums. And it was just like a bunch of acoustic people. So then you're trying to like play really quietly. But then if you're trying to play drums quiet, like it's almost harder to play drums really softly and like. Oh, absolutely. And then and then everyone's like, well, just hit them harder. I'm like, I can barely hear you. Like an acoustic guitar. If I'm on the drum set. So I'm like, what? No. You know? Get a towel. Put yeah. some towels over them. That's really the way to do it. Isn't but it? yeah, I mean, hitting it softly is also like one of the first things that I had to learn. Because like I was hit. I was like hitting playing the right notes. Yeah. But they were like just so out of whack. They're like, <laughs> "Why is your snare that loud? Your hi hats too quiet. You know, your kick drum sounds like shit." Wow. It's like you know, it, it was like for jazz. People and, fucking dishing on you, man. 
that's jazz. <laughs> that's jazz. Nah, I mean, they they wouldn't say it like that, but I mean, essentially, that's what I would say to myself. Is like, all right, come on, your hi hat's too fucking quiet. Your ride cymbal sounds like shit. Yeah. Get a new one. Yeah. Like Have I had ever, to change you, everything. You had an electric drum set for a while, right? Yeah, I still do. You still it's do? It's sitting, just not the same. It's sitting it? in my closet. Is it? I need to get it out. It's actually a much nicer one than the one I used to have. Oh, nice. But it's just sitting in my Can you closet. hook it up to your machine? To like my... Uh, or your OPE or whatever you call it? Aren't they called machines? Like uh, Oh, oh, like my the Native Instruments machine? Yeah. Yeah, you can do a few different things with that. That's, that's another thing I got really into is like I would use the drum module and then basically extend machine out into those so you yeah. could have like a group Extras. playing a beat and then you could play percussion on the pads mm. or something That'd kind cool. of yeah i was experimenting a lot i got bored oh uh, couldn't work i was just sitting at home like ah, i'm gonna figure stuff out and then uh, the night other 90 percent of the time i was just playing destiny so that's so funny yeah video games are addicting man i've been getting into uh, borderlands borderlands one of all games Border- i was about to say <laughs> borderlands three no borderlands one uh, I, with a good friend of mine fair enough They're i had fun. my time with borderlands three already actually did you yeah you i got ps4 or xbox pc oh you know. race people yeah <laughs> you know sorry that's how it is it's funny i mean I'm a, i have max so i can't really game i play starcraft on computers in winter oh yeah starcraft's awesome it's a blast but winter's like the time for video games for me i know but i want to play them in summer that's when so bad. that's when i always get the urge I'm but like, i feel oh. guilty i feel so guilty if i'm inside and it's sunny out and i'm playing a video game like six months of this year gonna be rainy you know i know yeah i don't know if guilty <laughs> is exactly how i feel i'm just kind of like Man, this is a fun game. <laughs> I got way too into Destiny. I have so many hours in that, and they just Destiny one or two, two. Yeah, could my... only play the second one on PC. Oh, okay, my brother's been trying to tell me to get it, and I might. It's cool. It's a cool game. I just don't like those games that are more about like click. Like the guns don't feel real. You know, like you should. I could be wrong. I only played Destiny one. Yeah, I. I like that about it. I like wow. how wacky they all feel and how it's like. The shooting feels good, and that's weird for me to say because I'm not really a fan of guns, yeah. per se. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a huge gun person, but yeah. like, I like the aspect of it that it's like the, they're these fantastic weapons and mm-hmm. they all have like... But as you level up, they never get like, you know, where it's like, you know... No, you got to get new like, weapons. It's always like, and it's like these little like hit marks where it's like, ah, it's just oh, not man. rewarding enough for me. Oh, no. Really? Oh, there's some crazy <laughs> shit there? in Destiny right. 2. Yeah, I'll like try, there's like headshot, explosive, lightning, chain. Uh, okay, because you ever play gets... Modern for 2 or Borderlands 1? Uh, yeah, no, I played a lot of both of those games. Cool. Like those games, like if you shoot a gun in those games, it it does damage and you, you know, it's like, whoa, that's a real thing. Well, Borderlands, I fuck... yeah, that game is nuts, isn't it? <laughs> That game is tough, man. The game is like, it's, <laughs> it's about, it's all about the HP. <laughs> it's, it's like these game. bosses are going to be hard. You think, wait, you think that? I think Destiny is like that, where it's all about like, oh, it's a harder boss to just have more, you have to click their button more times. Whereas Borderlands was more of like, oh man, you shot someone's leg off. That's nuts. You can't Probably shoot someone's leg off if you're not high enough level though. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, isn't it's Destiny like that? Kind of. 
Destiny's uh, rated T, so there's no like dismemberment or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just shoot for the head or whatever the crits are. Yeah. Get the bigger numbers. I get it. I, I, I see the appeal of both games. I mean, that's why I like StarCraft more than anything, because it's just like a, a thinking game. Yeah. But I see most people hate it, and, May- and I can't no, get anyone into it. Dude, we love we uh, love StarCraft. By Do house. you really? Yeah, you should play with us in the winter. I Mason would love and to I play. Really? StarCraft 2? Yeah. Yeah, dude, we play that all the time. Well, Can, if we I'm go on, through phases. I'm on Mac, you're on PC. Can we play together? Yeah. What 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 tier are you? Oh God, dude, we don't play online. You don't? No, oh. we're not good. We, what what race do you play? Uh, I'm Diamond Zerg, Diamond Protoss, and uh, Platinum Terran. Jesus, man. I like it. But I've been playing since I was like seven or eight. I've been I'm like ter- okay. Brood War I'm on a laptop. <laughs> it's I'm fun. terrified to play with you. But now. I'll play with like Griffin. Griffin's like a bronze silver Terran, and we played twos, and I just have a blast. I'm just like I'll just rush Mudas or something. I'm like a bronze Terran, I think. We'll play, maybe. man. It'll be a blast. Maybe silver. Yeah. This winter, this winter, like, I'm, I'm gonna get back. Every winter, I get really into it for, like, December and January, yeah. where I'll, like, play it for, like, an hour every day. Like, that's my that's my thing of choice. Everyone has, like, a thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll watch TV, or I'll play video games, or music. Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, lately, mine has been listening to podcasts, because... Oh, I, me so, too. Right? Absolutely. It's they're so fun. Dope. Because... They're entertaining, but you're also learning shit. But then from ones where it's like, oh, Joe Rogan has another comedian on. I just can't listen to those, man. Honestly, my favorite. So my favorite Joe Rogan podcast or when he has like right wing people on. Whoa, Alex Jones. (laughs) Alex Jones is not right wing. (laughs) Alex Jones is like. (laughs) He's not even on a wing. He's off his fucking wing or something. (laughs) I knew that guy is not. He's entertaining. At the very least, he's entertaining. At the very least, he's entertaining. Now, I like uh, like when he has actual like kind of right wing thinkers on because I'm definitely more on the left. Who's of, that guy with the high patch that he just had on? I have. Did we had a pirate on? Oh no, <laughs> he had some like governor. I really liked his. I like the right wing. I like right and left wing people. I think I think there's kind of like labels that people put on it, but like I would definitely would say Ben Shapiro is a right wing guy. It's so funny. I'm not I, a huge fan of him. He, well, here's the thing. I I, I obviously like hated him just because of the thumbnails. I'm like, he sounds like a jerk. And then I listen to him on Joe Rogan. I'm like, oh, he's a pretty reasonable guy. I he's don't really person. mind him too much. He's a person. You could talk but then to him. I listened to him on that BBC talk show where he got all flustered. Oh I'm like, my oh, god! I don't respect this guy at all anymore. That's how. That's childish. As soon as you start losing an argument, you just throw an attack. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, I no longer like. Yeah, that on. was tough. I know he's not. I don't yeah. know why I brought him up. Well, it's, it's like I mean, I mean that whole IDW group. I'm like, I think they have merits. Like I like I listen to Jordan Peterson stuff, and I'm like, I really right. like a part of him. But again, I, all these people are so one note. My my favorite yeah. of that group of people is probably Sam Harris. Me too, actually. And he's pretty left wing, but he's super cool. Yeah, he's not absolutely. really a wing. He's kind of he's pretty left wing. Yeah, I don't think I would ever picture him voting Republican. No, I'm 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 in the same boat too. There's no future I foresee where I could vote Republican. <sighs> what if it was What if it was uh, What's his name? Uh, who's the leading guy right now? The Joe team? Biden. Yeah. What if it was Joe I don't give Biden? A fuck. You'd vote for Joe Biden. I'd vote for him over Donald Trump any day of what, the but week. But what if it wasn't Donald Trump? What if it was like a, a rational right wing person? I don't. You know. I at this point, man, like I've yet to. <laughs> I need to find that person first. Like Mitt Romney's yeah. all right. He's like a, a miss Mitt in a sense. Like I kind of wish like he had gotten. Wish it was just like a more normal person just some a person that like had like somewhat of a normal upbringing like even Mitt Romney as a rich like 
Is Mormon, he the Mormon guy? guy? Yeah. He has some weird things going on with Mexico. and He you know. does. You can find bad things about most anyway. right-wingers, too. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Sam Harris has an episode um, called Triggered, where he talks with someone, like the most rational person who defends Trump's points. And I listen to it, and I'm like... <sighs> I see the merits of why people voted for him. If there's an action I can take to get him out of office, I would take it. But I'm not just going to like let him steal my peace of mind or hate or bash on it. Cause yeah. Right. Like when people are like, Oh, Trump's so stupid. I'm like, that should have already been said. Like the fact that you're saying it's like, yes. One, did you not at one point think that, (laughs) or are you just saying that for like social credit brownie points or like, like what's the point of saying this? Like, I mean, he's at this point, the man's been in office for three years. He's awful. We we know this. We know he's this. he's terrible. He's a horrible man. We knew that before office. I it's know. like so it's such a redundant. Like when comedians exactly. make jokes about Donald Trump, it's mm-hmm. like it's got to really feel cheated almost. It's like ah. But here's the thing: Have token. you listened to any of his speeches or like followed him on Twitter or anything? Uh, I just listened to him talk a bit today. It was pretty funny. It's uh, funny. It's funny. He's he is literally an entertainer. It's interesting. <laughs> well, it was funny because he just incriminated himself. Did he really? He literally. So he has stopped denying collusion now. Like, and he just straight up on air just was like, "Eh, China. Why not look into Joe Biden?" Oh yeah. It's like. That's the thing we're looking into you for. I know. So he's just doubled down on it. So I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Generally, whenever I listen to him speaks, maybe sometimes there will be... dumbfounded. A- I'm dumbfounded every time I listen to him talk. Like, how did he get the electoral oh college? God. How did he... I'm just surprised. I'm not like I don't have any hate against him or any of his supporters because it's like it is what it is. I don't his supporters. Uh-huh. I just dis- I don't dislike uh, uh, his supporters at all. Uh, you dislike him, but here's the thing. I think here's the, here's the argument. Here's the argument, mm. and and I've said it before on the show, so I'll use a different example. Um, you're the kid of I use Hudam Hussein usually, but like you're the kid of R. Kelly, or you're the kid of a horrible person, and so you've been brainwashed for 18 years that your morals are now yourself and do horrible things to people and all these things, and yeah. now you're a 40 year old. And you have all this money and power, but you've been literally brainwashed for your entire life to do horrible things. Are you a horrible person or are you just doing the one thing you were taught since you were literally a two-year-old? When you get into office, I think it changes things. I think when you get yes, someone very, like that valid. in power. Like yep. They, they shouldn't be in power. They have the, like, he has the power to kill a lot of people at yeah. once. Just Yeah. And I just think that's what kind of separates him. Like, if he was just talking shit on a TV show like mm-hmm. he used to do or just... Yeah, who cares? But no, that's that's very valid. Like, when someone, someone like that shouldn't be in power. Yeah. But he was just running off the algorithm that he was brainwashed for his entire life, and then he just keeps going. I don't think he's happy. He seems to be in a lot of psychic pain with how much evil, evil actions he's doing. <laughs> But again, Maybe like, he should stop doing them. <laughs> you know what the, the real key yeah. would be to just like put him in a dark room and give him like 10 hits of LSD and be like, all right, you're going to be alone with your thoughts for a while. And then we'll open the door and be like, hey, do you think that what you've been doing is right or wrong? <laughs> I think that's the solution. Not to just be like, he's so he feeds on people. That would be so. Him. Oh, oh, yeah. No, he's <laughs> right? he's a to- he's like he king provocateur. Yeah. So the more the more people say like, oh, he's so bad. You're literally you're 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 giving him points. That's why I'm Absolutely. so against left-wing people that are like, I hate him so much. I'm like, that's what he wants so bad, you're helping him win. I think kidnapping and drugging is a much better solution. <laughs> that's illegal. <laughs> no. but, but the whole thing is That like, was said in jest. <laughs> this is all hypothetical. No, but but so I'm like, you know what? Like, 
I really think like if no one even responded, if he was like said some crazy shit and then no media source even covered it or anything and like a bunch of people are just like, no, that's not going to happen. Like just super like nonchalant, like didn't get angry about it. He would just like lose his energy source of power or something. That's that's totally the thing is right. he feeds off the negativity. I'm pretty sure he's probably on methamphetamine. Something. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure he can afford Adderall. Right. I'm pretty sure he can afford something better than meth. That I don't know, position. man. Here, here's uh, I'm not even gonna get into it again. I've yeah. I've defended. I've, I've never done it. I will probably never do it unless I get a TBI. <laughs> but uh, methamphetamine, I think, has medical use. I think people abuse it. Obviously, yeah, because Adderall is essentially methamphetamine, and kind of meth, meth, uh, Adderall is water soluble, meth lipid soluble, so it goes into your brain more. Okay, so well, if, if, like, like as far as I'm aware, Adderall like really is like a you know it's definitely a central nervous system stimulant, mm-hmm. but meth like in your brain like a thousand times and then it breaks down into amphetamine so i have heard of that i've heard that there are it's it's the same thing but it's like one one thousandth the strength so it's like okay is 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 kombucha which has 0.5 percent alcohol is that ever clear nah no (laughs) you know and and, but you have to drink a lot of kombucha right and and so i don't know it's just it's the funniest thing is i'll be on like these psychedelic subreddits and people like Oh, whatever. DMT super cool. It's not anything like meth. And it's like you just like understood that this one drug is unnecessarily demonized and then you demonize another drug. I'm like, yeah, I think the issue with meth is just like people. People can't control themselves. Yeah. And the, the way it's yeah, manufactured absolutely. for the most part uh, oh, is yeah, just absolutely horrible. It kills. It's just a combination of horrible yeah. chemicals that but, can but kill people. So so we keep saying that. Right. And, yes. And then. OK, so here's the thing. They, LSD is the same way. Well, I don't know about that. Okay, so I, I don't I don't know anything about LSD, honestly. Um, they they took rats and they they hit it on the head really hard, gave it a TBI, and then those and for half of them they'd give them an extremely small amount of methamphetamine. They wouldn't develop all of the the symptoms that a T, that come with a TBI. So what does TBI stand for again? Traumatic brain injury. Oh, so like oh, so injury. It, it protected That's their systems. Met, like a very small medical dose of methamphetamine for serious like like fighters in the UFC if they get knocked out and someone just smashes an elbow on their head. Honest to God, we should look into giving them a really small dose of this so they don't get Alzheimer's and these horrible, horrible things later in life. But we're demonizing the substance that has the small potential to help people. Yeah. You know? I think there's probably a greater... I don't think it should be recreational. (laughs) No. No. Yeah, that's a hard hard no on that. But I think there's probably a a big pharmaceutical, a bigger pharmaceutical push behind getting methamphetamine on... Yeah. In, in a legal sort of way Entirely. than there is getting marijuana in a legal. Yeah. It's always weird to like trust studies because so many studies have obviously been debunked. But that's one that I'm like, or like like all these things, like all these synthetic cannabinoids. It's like, yeah, they, we shouldn't be using them recreationally, but we shouldn't make them schedule one. Because what if one of them affects an allele in a certain way that prevents cancer? And we can't even research that for 10 years because it's been schedule one. Where it's like making something illegal only yeah. hurts people who want to research it. It doesn't hurt. People still are taking all these drugs. Yeah, they'll still make them. They'll yeah. still find them. Exactly. Still buy them. So I'm like, these things should not be illegal. And yeah, because when 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 something says illegal, it really means illegal to research. And I think yes. nothing should be illegal to research. Entirely. Yeah, because what, what the scientists aren't going to just get high on these fucking things. Yeah, I mean, they. yeah, that's the thing. There are uh, universities that are able to like have access to cocaine. Well, cocaine schedule too, too, because it's the basis yeah. of Novocaine and stuff. I mean, and I'm not talking about like frat 
frat clubs. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> so they I don't know how they get it, but yeah, they, you know, like there's uh, actual labs that have it given to them by like police departments that have it tested and they're able to actually run tests on it. Yeah. Speaking and then discard of, of it safely. A legal drug that I have no knowledge of. Do you have anything about, uh, the, what are the deliriance? Do you, do you, do you have any, any deliriance? S- yeah. Like a uh, robo tripping kind of thing. Do you have anything to say on those? What are those like? Oh, like cough syrup and stuff. Oh, fuck that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that stuff. I've never tried it, and and Don't. looking into, it, I'm like, that seems nuts. Why are people doing this? I had one experience with it once. I cannot recommend. Can you talk uh, on enough? It? <laughs> I mean, it was it was horrible. I was. I, I brought this up because I wanted to hear someone's experience. Oh no, yeah, I was. I think I was 18, uh, and it was just like a way to to, to alter your headspace. Uh, yeah, almost permanently. Like it, it did not. It really? was not good. It felt like, like I felt bad for a week after, and I feel like it honestly had some lasting effects on me. Damn. Would not recommend it. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know if it did, but like, it's not. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Why I don't know. So, so, I don't know why someone would do that. Like, <laughs> bad me. What the fuck? It's so because I've just been curious. Like, I, I will probably never take them because if you lead into deliriance, I'm like. That seems like it has no good qualities to it. You know? I, I'm sure I'm, I'm demonizing something here. But. Here's a bad thing. I didn't it's look into thing. it that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> it yeah. was like, all right, bottoms up. Like, it yeah. wasn't a, a thought process. Was it thing. anything like psychedelics or was it completely different? I, I don't really know. It's just it's just some weird thing. It's kind of just a weird... Yeah. I was just laying in bed for most of it. Really? Yeah. Well, because there's different levels and stuff. I don't know. I get really into reading about altered headspaces consciousness all these different yeah things. No, that's a very i don't i can't say too much about my headspace at that point my stomach yeah. hurt a lot <laughs> it's just like oh i'm gonna be sick yeah. i don't know what's going on it's just, yeah. I, you know Head- can't recommend enough against cool that. don't do that and the one the one the one thing that okay i demonize two substances hmm. that i probably shouldn't i demonize ssris and i demonize benzodiazepines what is that uh like xanax clonopin Benzodiazepines Ooh, are like well, clonopin is why Jordan Peterson is in yeah, rehab right he, now. A really strong, a pretty strong-willed person. Even he got mentally broken. They're addicting. Anti anti-anxiety meds. Well, and he was going through some shit too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, here's the thing. I can't even blame him for taking them. Oh God, no. Like, I mean, he's in the public seriously. eye. His family's going to, like you know. It's like whew. he's getting so much hate from people too. And I don't he necessarily is. like the guy, but like people call him. Bad things. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And having to deal with. Your wife being like that ill at the same time. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But but the whole thing is people will take them even like from mild anxiety and then they develop more severe panic attacks. They can. Absolutely. Because withdrawing from that, like I've never even taken a benzodiazepine, but I'm I'm scared shitless of them because I'm like, oh, my God. Maybe I have. I don't know. I kind of have. I took Phenibit once. What was it? it, uh, Phenibit. It's it's a a legal substance. People use it. um, Is Wellbutrin? Well, Butrin's an SNRI, I believe. Okay. Um, but I could be slightly wrong. That's not an SSRI, though. Okay. Um, Prozac? I don't know what Prozac is. Pretty sure Wait, it's an have SSRI. Wait, have you ever taken an SRI? Oh, yeah. No, I'm on one right now. Pretty Do you sure. like them? It helps. It helps? It helps. I... Like, become an optimist, or it helps with what? It just helps me get through the day. It makes it easier to, like, get out of bed. And... You're not on Well Butrin, are you? No, I was for a while. I didn't like that. You didn't like that. Okay, because I have a really good friend on it, and then I looked into it, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem nearly as bad. SSRIs are strange, man. Serotonin is a weird thing that we don't even know much about. We didn't I, even. I definitely don't intend to be on them for like the rest of my life. Cool. I think 
uh, like I think the most important thing with taking an SSRI, and I'm a total hypocrite for saying this, and this is something I need to do, yeah. is you need to do therapy with them. You need to see either a psychiatrist or a clinical psychologist yeah. while you're taking them because oh. that's half of it. It's, yeah, like, it's a small part of the help. Yeah, it's it's getting you through the day. It's helping you get up and helping you deal with the day-to-day -day, You uh, mean the same reason that life. a lot of people take opiates? So Exactly. SS, if anything, I believe opiates have less physiological damages than SSRIs, which is the whole thing. Can be. I Opiate... Opioid deterioration of the body is so much more rapid. It's not. It, like, ah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure as long as you're not smoking actual opium and you're not taking like deadly amounts and you're like, you can, if, you, if you're still active, I don't think opiates have the ability to well, really yeah, that's fuck up true, your body. But a lot of people, like intravenous users, when you do heroin, yeah. they kind of get a little lackadaisical. Yeah, that's I, very true. I think like it's different for people like a, actors that are heroin addicts because they have to. They use it as a way to cope with how active they are. You know, they're mm -hmm. always out yeah. and about. But I think, like, to go back to the example of, like, a, a homeless person on the street. But that's the worst example. Like, like that'd be me. Oh, maybe, yeah. You know, that'd be me, like, like, oh, like, people are using SSRIs just because they're not. Maybe not a home. Maybe a kid in a suburban home on the East Coast. You know, that's like a 16-year-old kid. That's. Yeah. Those kids die from opioids. I know. Very well, severely. Here's the thing. The real dangerous part is the acetaminophen in it. it is it really? So if you if you were to just take oxycodone, you're not really at risk unless you take a ridiculous amount and mix it with other things. If you just take a recreational amount of like an opiate, you're not in danger. But if you take acetaminophen, if you take even a little bit too much, you could have irreversible liver kidney failure. So That's what, so fucked up. What I heard is that there's a difference between opiate and opioid. So opioid oh, really? is a... Is a term for synthetic. Oh. So an opiate ooh. would be like morphine or. Kratom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kratom. So something that, that is basically just like an ab and an, an, an extract agus. from yeah. the plant itself, yeah. concentrated. Mm -hmm. Whereas but like an opioid, some, like oxycodone and stuff. Yes, or fentanyl. Yes, those oh, are synthetic. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. And they're a lot. They're a lot easier to make. Yeah. A lot cheaper to make. I've been using them interchangeably, and I didn't know enough to comment on that. Okay. No, I, I learned that like two weeks ago. Okay. I was well, like, oh, opiates, shit. Then. I don't think opiates are that bad, but I know nothing about opioids. Oh, it's the opioid epidemic. That's the problem is uh, the synthetic. So fentanyl is killing people at a fast rate. Yeah. That's, I think like pretty much everyone, I don't know if you personally knew, but I think most people know someone that's either used before, has died from use is in rehab from use like yeah i know several mm -hmm. from in each you know it's just like it's prominent heroin works with just about anything it's like it works with <laughs> a so suburban funny. neighborhood it works with yeah the streets when it's cold it works when you're rich and famous and happy you know heroin it's a weird thing even if you're a famous musician that's the weirdest thing is when these really well like happy so-called happy people yeah die yeah, from these things like prince and uh, i don't know the name of the other like younger musician oh uh, well there's there's avici or something i don't know if he killed himself but... avici no not avici was gonna... the no. person who took a pill in ibiza little peep no yeah wasn't it avici or was it it's like i took XXX? a pill in ibiza, uh, ibiza to make a think uh, to make avici think i was cool chris poshner 
I don't know. Anyways, anyways, I don't know who. Did Avicii die? What? Or Mac Miller? I don't know. Anyways, Mac anyways. Miller. He he definitely died of an opiate overdose. Uh, I believe. See, it, at this point, I'm just under, I'm I'm assuming they all died of an opiate overdose. I think most of them uh, had uh, an opioid or with a mixture of something else. So I think for Mac Miller, it was like a combination of fentanyl, cocaine, and alcohol. Yeah, that's rough. And like that's that's usually what gets people. Yeah. So along the exact same line of these very serious substances, what yeah. do SSRIs feel like? I'm I'm curious. I haven't really talked to someone. Uh, it's very not noticeable. Like hmm. the first week or two you're on it, it just kind of. Oddly enough, it can be. Uh, it affects everyone differently. For me, I, it kind of made my anxiety worse for about two to three days. Oh. And then I was like calling my doctor, and I was like, "Hey, the fuck." He's yeah. like, oh no, it's normal. Yeah, it's normal. It takes, it takes like a week or two to like kick yeah, in. Yeah, and once that happens, it's like you kind of forget that you're taking them. You're just kind of taking them every day, and things just gradually feel a little bit easier. It's not like a huge shift in your mental state. And obviously, that's personally for me, that's how it's affected me because I like, I don't know, I have like a 20 milligram dose or some something like that it's a small dose and yeah. I, I don't know how the dosages work because like 20 milligrams of one thing could be enough yeah, yeah. it's and not the same as 20 milligrams of another thing yeah but so so you've been on multiple so you got off them at one point was getting off them as rough as as it reads uh, it just it varies you know it like does. some people really do kind of develop kind of a psychological dependency on them the smart thing is to never go off cold turkey because that just kind of that can fuck with you. A lot of people say that like they can do it and have done it and that's fine. But, but like, isn't like a very common side effect of withdrawing from those cold turkeys like suicidal, homicidal thoughts? Oh yeah, well yeah, not that's horrible. I've never, I've never had homicidal thoughts, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh <laughs> but people do. I mean, people, people. Uh, yeah, I isn't mean, a I, disproportionate amount of people that shoot up schools and stuff like people who recently came off SSRIs. I haven't heard of that, but ah, I may, I may, I may be missing, I may be misinformed, but I'm, I'm pretty against SSRIs just cause I'm like, they seem scary. Ben, benzodiazepines and SSRIs are two things where I'm like, Whoa, we should stop giving those to every and Adderall after trying Adderall kids should not be freaking taking out. They're, they're overprescribed for sure. Way I would say all of these are incredibly yeah, overprescribed. Okay, cool, I am beautiful. totally with you there. Yeah. I don't think there should be so like no one takes them, but I think like probably about a low percent less than like 10 percent of people who are on them should actually like severely need them a lot of these yeah. other people need a better sleep pattern to be eating healthier and to be having like go out and build exercise some yeah yeah exercise and honestly find community yeah like, that's what these people really need oh, and, no, that's... but it's the hardest thing to do when you're in that place when you're in the glue trap as i call it that's very true i don't know man those it, substances are such a trip because then i mean obviously anyone who's on benzodiazepines right now they probably turned it off and they're like fuck tiger you know but I have nothing against anyone on them. Yeah, I mean, I obviously am, am currently on an SSRI, and I'm not like, fuck you, man. Cool. Like, right, because I don't know anything. Uh, I'm just like, I don't know. It, again, they're interesting. The, I think they help a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I think that um, they're not, they should never be an end game. I think they're, yeah, good point. they're a tool. You know, it's like you don't give someone like a prescription for an opioid or an yeah. opiate and say like all right all right this is end game this is, <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. be on this for the rest of your life this is me now yeah like, but no. oh, that gets to the point where like can everyone really be completely recovered and i think yes but okay to go back to adderall for a quick second okay yeah. i think it'd be better to have 
I would rather have kids who should be on Adderall not on it than people who kids who shouldn't be on Adderall on it because it is so mentally taxing. It's unbelievable. Oh my God. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's terrible. I'm like, kids are on this stuff. And I'm like, I would rather have like two or three hyper kids distracting the class oh than three, two or three kids who are totally normal being on an amphetamine. Yeah. It's I mean, nuts. my I, everyone remembers the hyper kid in class. It's yeah. like uh, everyone started kind of like gang. And I remember that you know, I always felt so bad for that kid, but I was always like, fuck this kid too. At the same time, I was like, can we just move on? But I was also like, this kid is just getting shit on by the teacher. Like, Schools are so. I don't want to. I don't want my kids to go to public. I was school. also kind of that kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I don't know if I want my kids to go to public school because you have teachers telling them that they're not good or they do anything unique, and they're like, "No, that's not. That's not how I wanted you to answer this. Shove that part of you down." Depends. Depends. Entirely. Depends. I think uh, just yeah, on the town and the, the area, and yeah, you know, I didn't have a great time with my last few years of public school education. So. You didn't. Oh God, no! I mean, and I guess in high school I was high last, the whole time. I was yeah. I was on marijuana the entire time. Yeah, it was so last, I clearly didn't too. <laughs> that last year for me was about the same. But uh, no, yeah, that, that did not enjoy my last two years yeah. at North at all with the whole IV shit. And it's like, yeah, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know. And then you go to college and you're like, none oh, of that mattered. Is, yeah, <laughs> none of it mattered. And it, and, and all the high school teachers are like, it's not going to be this way in college. And then you're in college, you're like, this is even easier. It's like this. <laughs> Just saw that teacher take yeah. a hit off a jewel. Yeah, what the I, fuck? Like I have more freedom too. Yeah, yeah like, it's fucking nonsense. High school is like all the public schools just fear mongering kids into being the future is going to really be hard. Oh and then you get to the future, like no, it's not. Why the fuck would you tell me that? And like, there's always like uh, public school fails certain people so so hard. Like my uh, my roommate Zach, one of the most intelligent people I know. The dude is like a jack of all trades and a master of quite a few of them. Nice. Good like for him. he's just so good at so many things, but my God, when we were in like first and second grade, the teachers were like trying to put him into like the special ed classrooms because he couldn't focus and yeah. like he wouldn't stop moving around and like he had a lot of energy. So they were trying to actually put him in remedial classrooms with That's kids awesome. with serious, like That's crazy. I think kids should be adjusted based on, where they are on how quick they learn rather than age putting kids according to age is not a good thing yeah yeah you know? i think that's interesting because like you're behind you if you're in the lower spec part of that bell curve you're always like ah you're always stressed out that you're not getting it quick enough and yep. it's always moving too quick and the people on the above side of that bell curve are always bored as shit mm -hmm. so it's like you're throwing away the two two very important groups of people just for the average to be like okay yeah i think I mean, that's a whole fucking rant. Just the issue with education in America. It's a huge it's, rant. Which is so weird. I, t I ask people about it. They're like, well, I'm not in a place to say. I'm like, you went through it. You're in a place to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. You know? My, I just, I mean, up through college, I have a problem with it. Just like I have such a huge problem with the university systems and the Greek life systems and just the amount of money they take from kids. Absolutely. It's I'm not even money. It's it's money they're taking from these kids' banks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the funniest thing. I was talking to my grandma and I was like, that's what really it is by not having um, healthcare and education be like single payer. You're pretty much saying like, okay, let's run this society by taking money from our young people and our old people and our sick people. That seems like a good system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, how about we start taxing these multi-trillion dollar companies or I mean, multi-billion dollar companies? You'll lose jobs. It's yeah, like, I know. 
<laughs> no, you won't. I know. It's like, there's not we're a set number jobs. of jobs. Yeah, there's not a set number of jobs. It's like, oh, we're losing driving, like these autonomous jobs that are soul sucking. And like, you know, those people should be um, them and their family should be paid for while they get reeducated for a new. It's like a driver. Oh, Tesla's going to take your job here. You and your family have it all paid for while you get reeducated to become an underwater sea die or an underwater welder or another job that can't be automated. Yeah, yeah. I That's think what we should do. it's kind of tough for people to picture that, though. That's my main. You don't think people can be educated? I, th- I think a lot of people don't want to be. Like, I think if, you, if you've been a truck driver for 25 years, yeah. and but what if it's all like, of a sudden some fucking liberal comes, I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, me being that some fucking liberal yeah. comes up to you and says, hey, I'm actually going to retrain you to be a software engineer. He's going to be like, boy, yeah. like hell you are. Like, <laughs> but it you doesn't know. have to be a software engineer. It could be like, all right, now you're going to be a vintage furniture maker. Now you're going to be a welder. Now you're going to be these jobs that can't really be boy. automated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Um, no, I, I definitely probably... It could happen. I I'm think, underestimating people yeah. there, but I think in general, people don't want to change their lives that long through them. Even even like when they're in their 30s, they feel pretty settled into it. And it's like this idea of re-educating themselves is like, it's going to suck. It's going to suck, but I think people should be lifelong educators because the world's moving quick. Moving oh, quick. yeah, yeah. It used to be in a way where multi-generations do the same thing like three generations will all be bakers mm-hmm. now it's like one generation will be a landowner the next generation will be a teacher you know now it's moving one generation i think it's going to get to a place where within a generation one person is going to have to re-educate multiple times pretty soon if i'm not, gonna if not, i'm yeah. gonna have a family of festival havers yeah well that, that's super <laughs> but again sure, how would but you yeah. automate that away so you picked you picked a you maybe it just picked for you but you you're in a career it's like, there. Yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it it's definitely a tough one to automate away. And really all the uh, technology that's come out and that we've started using hasn't like taken anyone's job. It's just mm-hmm. made our jobs easier. Exactly. It's automated the way the jobs that no one wanted to do. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it was like, it was so easy because like all the jobs that you would, th- you would think like, oh, they're not shredding all the credit card data by hand and they're not taking all those ticket orders by hand and phone. And it's like, Oh, we used to take half of those by phone and then have to like shred documents. And oh, like, man, became a lot easier. We, we didn't hire a shredding company. We just bought a fucking shredder and we're like, you know, I remember like, can't you burn it? Huh? Couldn't you burn it all? I oh, we would burn after we shredded. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it was uh, that was like our kindling. We always so had a funny. fire. In it. Oh my god! I, I just remember my I loved shredding stuff. So sometimes I just be like, "Can I shred stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I, <laughs> Thank I, wanna, you. I wanna fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So what's what's uh, what's up on your? It's three ten. You said you wanted to get. You need to get out of here like three thirty, three forty five. Yeah, that works. Okay, Around cool. There. So we got we got a little bit more time. What's on your horizon? You're you're about to move. Why? Well. I like, well, no, I love Sisters, Oregon. Nice. Yeah, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful town. Uh, I really like so many of the people there. Like I, I've been going there since freshman year of high school. I like went to a, a songwriting camp there mm. and then I went back uh, for another two years and they had me back to teach drums there. Nice. And last year I taught some production and stuff with my roommate. So I, he's not he's like my best friend too. He's not just my roommate, yeah. you know, it's, that's cool. It's fair. But, um, so I've been going there for a while. I know quite a few people there. It's got a, an amazing music scene too. I actually nice. really like the sisters, Ben Deschutes County area for music. Cool. They get like some killer acts. Nice. Yeah. That's the one kind of bummer about Eugene. It's like <laughs> big people occasionally come to the Cuthbert, but you really have to go to Portland or if not Seattle to see, or the gorge or, you know, 
yeah. to see big shows. Or Bend. Or like Bend. the Les Schwab Amphitheater is huge, man. Nice. They have massive acts there. When you're in Colorado, do you ever go to the Red Rocks Amphitheater? Oh, it's on the other side of the state. Oh, okay. Now, I've been in it, never for a concert, but I just like toured it one I day. I toured it once too. It was cool. It's so cool. I want to see a concert there. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like every musician's dream is to play at Red Rocks. It's like really? the coolest venue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it everyone. was really cool though to see. I couldn't imagine playing it. That'd be nuts. Dude. My God. I think it's. Only, I think it's like five, six thousand, which in the grand scheme of things isn't like the hugest. Yeah, audience. But that's massive still. Like that's an incredible amount of people. Oh my god! And I might be very wrong on that. Could be. I, I haven't been there in so long. Yeah, but that's the nice thing about doing like recording music or doing a podcast or something. It's like six thousand people could be listening to your song when you put out your EP, which is the equivalent of you playing at Red Rocks, wish. but just in their own time. <laughs> but gen- it could yeah. happen, even if it doesn't happen like within the first week. Maybe you keep making more, and then ten years down the road, when you do have a successful album, ten thousand people go back and listen to your first thing. So your EP that you put out could be listened to by as many people as went to Red Rocks. That sentence That's was true. so discombobulated. No, I know what you I know what you're saying and I think streaming is such a fucked up part of the music industry now uh, because like why? Dude, I've met so many uh just like through the festivals. Uh, I've done like the Spotify playlist for like one, two years now. I don't know. But you start to realize like a lot of these artists have millions of plays. Like my one of my favorite bands this year is this band called The Arcadian Wild. Mm-hmm. And like their top streaming song has like 24 million plays. They're not seeing anything from that. The song is not even a good representation of like how they sound. It's just like the one that got famous and that got put on a good playlist. And you know, exactly. The playlist culture is sort of weird with that. (sighs) It's weird, man. I mean, really, they sound like Neo Nickel Creek, but they're getting they kind of get boxed into like an indie folk category it seems like sometimes well, it kind of just shows what the public wants to hear too at some point like if that many people are listening yeah. to that genre of their songs people are clearly like well we like this but you know yeah well their new stuff is starting to get more recognized i think like uh some of their newer stuff is is getting pretty close to a million listens so it's, do you want to know something that's kind of funny huh? I, have, I have a spotify ad for my show now oh really yeah so if, if, if you're broke like me and don't have spotify and you're tired of hearing Hello, listen to this ad for 30 minutes, or, you know, and get yeah. ad free for 30 minutes. Um, now, occasionally, my ad will play, and it's complete nonsense. It was one take. I'm like, oh, they'll not accept it. They won't let me actually advertise my show. <laughs> and then they accepted it. I'm like, no freaking way. So it's going to play like 18,000 times for like, it is hands down the cheapest form of advertisement. How so much like, did you, if you don't mind me asking? I, I'm like, I'll put in 100 bucks for that, and it plays 20,000 times. Oh, nice. I know, and especially for people <laughs> on this platform. So then they click on it. And they go straight to my show okay. on Spotify. Yeah, that's so good. Like, I might. That's okay. Yeah, go to Sp- uh, Spotify Ad Studio. And I'm like, because I want to start like kind of boosting the playlist and make them like. I mean, ideally, it'd be cool if like the festival playlist was like just good a rep- playlist yeah. that people went to to listen to good folk music. That'd be cool. It's, I don't know. I mean, like obviously, it's you just got to go and listen to all the music, and it, yeah. it's so much different doing the playlist for the Sisters Folk Festival because it's ridiculously diverse is it it's do you like, ever get sick of music nah you never go through times in your life where you're like it does nothing for you no nah, i just find something else to listen to cool yeah occasionally yeah. like i'll just go through times where it's just music bon Iver's music always does it for me but most music just doesn't do it for me man i'm just like meh yeah so i'm looking forward to getting back into it for sure i'm, I'm exiting my uh my tool phase right now because nice. i've li- probably listened to that album through probably like a hundred times now wow. so I'm, I'm good i started it 
I heard the incredible drumming, all of it, but it was too spooky for me. It too was just spooky. Like, it was like this overwhelming. I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm in my room. I'm feeling good, but I'm claustro. Like I'm scared right the now. The production is pretty intense on that. It's thing. intense. Did you listen with headphones? Uh, I listened to headphones. It was too much, so I played it through my <laughs> computer speaker. Still too much. Now I'm turn- I just paused it. I'm like, someday. <laughs> You know, someday someday oh god well yeah some of those instrumental interludes are just like they're, they're heavy yeah they're heavy so i like like light motherfucking music like music that most people like light motherfucking music yeah, like I jack johnson that. music and even stuff love jack johnson you know i like everything like i yeah i'm like that one person it's like i listen to everything Except but that i actually one album do. that came out in july of 2017 that's awful which okay, one was my that? album I was, I was joking was that oh was that <laughs> yours <laughs> yeah I haven't Except heard it. That I don't think. It's not worth listening to. Man. Is it on Spotify? It is. But you know what the coolest thing? Oh, so Reddit's given me a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Reddit had a follow train for people who made music that year, that specific month. I happened to find it. And I, you, you sign up and then everyone follows each other. So you got 500 followers. So you became like you got the little blue check and you're nice. a verified musician. They figured it out and they removed like 480 of them, but they Ooh. didn't remove mine. So, so I can make like a playlist and I can pick my own um, album cover for it and like all this. I'm like, oh my God, thank you, Reddit. Oh, that's pretty dope. Reddit's fucking dope, dude. I, I actually just got on Reddit last Reddit. week. Yeah. I like it, man. Um, for the new Tool album. But that was nice. <laughs> well, it's cool. It's a cool subreddit, especially because like, like I go on Joe Rogan's subreddit, the DMT subreddit and podcasting subreddits, but. I'll have to check. I mean, there's one for everything. There's one for everything. Unfortunately, sometimes. Oh, what do you mean? Oh God, dude. The dark side of Reddit. Like what? They got rid of like fat people hate and all those. They got rid of like uh, too much internet. They got rid of most of the bad subreddits. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I I mean I just remember like one of those. (laughs) I never did, but like you know like those those sleepovers in high school. Yeah, we just like, just like all right, let's see. I, I never did, store. but there was always a few friends. I'm not going to call them out by name. <laughs> you you definitely know them, but yeah. they would be like, "Hey, man, look at this." I'm like, "That is the most violent thing I've ever seen in my entire life." Yeah, it's weird that the internet has that in store, and they're just like, "It's funny." I'm like, <laughs> "No." Yeah, I know. It's it's just food for thought, and it's not good food. You know, that's what those things are for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like meth for thought. Yeah, well, it's even it's it's like a delirium for thought. It's like robo tripping. It's horrible, thought, right? It's like horrible. okay, now I'll be like you know like walking alone in the dark, and I'll be like, I'm gonna be perif- petrified because I've seen all these. I've I've been fear con- like conditioned into living even more fearfully than we already are. Oh God, yeah. I don't know. Fear is a weird motherfucking thing, dude. Yeah, it's it's bad in most cases. That is true. Yeah, in most cases, obviously, like if it's, if a big you know cougar's kind of running after you, shouldn't be like, oh, I'm so at peace. With I was this gonna situation. say, a big if a big cat comes yeah. towards you, <laughs> you should be fucking scared. run. But like, we shouldn't be scared of just like, oh man, I want to wear a pink coat, but I don't want people to think I'm whatever. You or know? little cats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like for whatever, like I think a lot of people yeah. are living fear based living, even in situations that don't call for it. No, absolutely, I. I'm definitely that person. I mean, like that's Everyone's that person. I'm not saying I'm not that person. Dude, that's addiction. Saying. Addiction is just like I'm afraid to stop. Yeah. Like I'm just trying to be more aware of it. Is my whole thing. exactly. And no, I think that's, that's the, the takes the most power away from it is just being like, oh, I'm just making that decision because I'm afraid of whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then if you ever just like, you know what? Fuck it. The, the consequences are never that bad. You know. But that's, usually in most sometimes yes. you get elected to be the president of the United <laughs> States and everyone fucking hates you. And yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for fear based living is having a really close knit friend group. It, it almost pigeonholes you into who you are, because then you're like, you know what? I'm going to shave my hair. I'll start, you know, wearing something out of the ordinary. Then you're afraid that everyone like all your close friends will be like, oh, what's he doing? Or like ostracize you or something. So you're almost yeah. like, OK, I'm going to just keep being the same person. So these people, 
you know. Well, I've been very fortunate with my friend group. Nice. I've kind of had the same group of friends that, yeah. you know, it's... If they're welcoming people, that's awesome. Yeah, you know? I, I think, uh, like, pretty much all the negative, like, all the negativity, it's gone. I think a lot of that left with high school. And like, it's all aimed at right-wing people. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. Well, I, I'm honestly probably one of the only people that's, like, pretty hard left, but I will be like, come on, guys. Just because someone voted for Trump doesn't mean they're a fucking Nazi. Like, it yeah. just means... That they bought that Kool-Aid instead of the... Le- I, I yeah. think the both sides. I think... in me, I'm in the center. I'm probably drinking Kool-Aid, too. You know? Joe Rogan's Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm drinking Joe... I'm, I'm without a drought drinking Joe Rogan's, Sam Harris's, Naval Ravikant's, Joe Dispenza's, and... Uh, what's his name? Johan Hari's Kool-Aid. Okay. They have some incredible things. For me, personally. Yeah, I think no, a lot I feel people, that. Yeah. I, I like... I like Joe Rogan. I like Sam Harris. Um, all like most of the other podcasts I listen to are music podcasts. Oh, cool! Like cool, album cool. reviews. Needle Drops a really great one. I don't like that guy. You know why I don't like that guy? You I don't can like guess him why either I don't like that, that guy. much. Why? You can guess. Oh, because because he says shit about Kanye. There we go, <laughs> dude. I don't like him because he doesn't say enough shit about ah, Kanye. That's so funny. Yeah. If you, if you're a music person, don't ever say anything about Kanye because one side, both sides are gonna hate you. Exactly. No. I I. He like shat on the new Tool album, and I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. And I, I definitely don't agree with him most of the time, but I respect his. Mm. I haven't even watched one of his videos. I don't like his thumbnails to the point where I like blocked him on YouTube. Yeah, thumbnails piss me the fuck thumbnails off. Thumbnails piss me off, and I haven't even watched him. But I'm like, he doesn't like Kanye, and his thumbnails are clickbaity. You're out of my YouTube screen. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. Yeah, he's a bit pretentious for my taste. He's a bit pretentious. Well, we were at uh, 3.20, so we got just a couple more minutes. I'm looking forward to playing StarCraft with you first off this Hell winter. Hell yeah. Um, off to get your... It's weird because like, it's a battle tag, but then you also need like four numbers at the end, so I don't know mine. I'm Game of Drones instead of, you know... Game of Drones? Yeah, because That's I fantastic. Right? It's, it's, yeah, I like Did it. you watch the show? <sighs> I watched up till season five and then... No, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> exactly. Dude, fucking stop there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe watch up to season six, and yeah. then if you're feeling a little cathartic, watch season seven. It, Don't watch season eight. Exactly. Well, it just gets worse and worse. Like, season one was like, whoa, this is a good show. Season two, getting a little confusing. A lot of strings here. Season three, I don't really remember who these people are or have <laughs> a reason to care about these people. Season four, what's going on now? And then season five, you're just falling asleep during the episodes. I I got really, I was bored for season one. Oh, wow. I got really into it two through six. Oh, okay, nice. And then seven, that whole entire season is just like them like, yeah, everyone's battling and dragons. Yeah. And like watching it for the first time was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then no season substance. eight, well, there's some substance. Season eight was fucking bullshit bad, it was, the, 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 they were just running off not lore like not george R. R. martin stuff right it was just the show I, fun, I hope not yeah, i think they were if that's the just, lore that's some bad lore it was just two showrunners just kind of taking it and then they're like yeah. see we're gonna subvert your expectations i mean you even, thought he was gonna finish the king's journey but no i'm like come on i just thought people like, what they want i thought it was fucking stupid how they basically they're like all right we need to end it right now and then they're like they arrive at a, at a narrative point where you're just like, wait, how did we get here? And then they just tell you. And then oh, like, show's over. Yeah. Art can be bad. <laughs> it's something that people don't talk about yeah. enough. Like, even high-end art I think everyone bad. talked about that one. Did they? Okay, cool. <laughs> no, yeah. I, it's, it's like the worst review. One of the worst reviewed things on Rotten Tomatoes. Good. As of recent was season eight of Game of Thrones. It was nice. so bad. I just started getting on Twitter, so I'm just starting to, like, get in the world of, like, all the, the current news. I like Twitter, man. It's actually a cool place. Me too. You do? 
it's it's I go there like two three times a week. I'm definitely not a habitual. Yeah. So if you didn't use Reddit and you didn't use Twitter, what would you do with all your free time? <laughs> would you do productive shit? <laughs> exactly. No, I don't. Don't go on either of those. The problem is like Facebook, just scrolling through and watching Facebook cooking have cooking videos, dude. That's, That's so my ultimate. And like they have the the algorithm has me figured out too because yeah. like it's always just like red meat and steak and I just love that shit. That's so funny. So it's I just like keep scrolling down. I'm like, oh, there's a political thing. I'm not gonna read. Oh, steak. Nice. That looks like. It. And then I just I'm like three minutes in. I'm like, the fuck. Yeah. This is just helping them figure me out more. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is like the algorithms make you more of who you already are. Exactly. You know? Um, and they're good at hooking you. Um, echo tried, chambers. It, they are. It, everything's an echo chamber. But I really did the, do the Google's ethicist person. He's, mm-hmm. like, he's like, all right, well, millions of dollars are going into um, addicting you. Here's the things. Turn off non-human notifications and grayscale your phone. I did it for a week. I still use Reddit all the time. Mm-hmm. But again, like I got all this equipment through Reddit. I got. Um, oh, really? Became a verified artist on uh, Spotify because of Reddit. I, you know, like a lot of the big breaks that the 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 people who I'm kind of working with, I met through Reddit. Like, yeah. Reddit is a, it's like the hive mind. It's like tapping into the hive mind for a little bit. It's the original source of a lot of content on the internet. Yeah, like Reddit, and then up through 4chan. If you're a horrible but person, people, I'm saying like you can like you see a comment and you say, hey man, like okay, so there's this uh, big podcasting place called Podbean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some app, but then some from some thread like two years ago some person commented hey i actually had my thing featured on i'll be emailing someone there i'm like i'm like and you can't reply to something that old so i like found the person's profile um and messaged them like hey what was that email and he gave it to me and i i reached out and they're like cool yeah you're set up for march so my my podcast is going to be like a place where like a million people see it in march of next year i'm like That's, just there's through reddit again yeah. i'm like dude reddit is the cool so then because good things come of it it's so addicting because i can, I can mm-hmm. tell myself oh well good things come of it Reddit's Reddit's doing a good job at like making sure it's like not just a front for like white supremacy groups or like violent groups. They they really yeah. do a good job at well, they they do a somewhat of a good better better than 4chan. We'll put yeah. it that way. They're better yeah. than 4chan. Yeah, but the, here's the thing. So I don't know anything about 4chan or these white supremacy it's groups. Horrible. I think it's a lot of fear-based living, but because I don't think there's that many. There could be. I could be completely wrong. Oh, no. I mean, it's but not it's a weird huge group of people. For but one group of people group. to tell another group of people, hey, you can't be on the internet. Yeah, it's true. Because then it's like, well, who's to say that the left-wing people who are making it um, a f- worthy of a fine and illegal to dead name someone, which is like, yeah, it shouldn't happen. But I know. I feel... You know, it's a weird thing that one group of people is like, well, we're right and we have the power, so we're going to snuff you out. I'm like, that's how a lot of dangerous things happen. Can be. Can be. Not that, I think not there's that. the whole freedom of speech versus freedom of consequence. It's like... Yo, good if, point. If you say some dumb shit, it's like, yeah, you can say it, but like, take the... Con- I mean... But, but okay, so Alex Jake Alex Jones, for example. Oh, like, God. He, he had a voice and then he got deplatformed from all these places. Pretty, like, do, yeah. do you think he should not be allowed on Twitter and YouTube? Like, he should... I think he's one of the few people that probably shouldn't be. Ah. I think he's one of the exceptions of people where it's like, get that guy the fuck off. Like, he's not doing anything good. But here's the thing. He did call out some important things. Like, they were going... There were peaceful protests were happening. Yeah. And he called out the point that they would have agent provocateurs where, like, the police would have... One, I don't, I don't remember hearing about yeah, that. Yeah, they put a yeah. protest, just for people who don't know, they put a protester in there to start a violent attack so that the, the police could then be like, oh, it's no longer a violent protest. Let's use force against them. Wasn't I thought that was Tim Pool. 
Tim Pool is also great with this. But like, but the whole point is, yeah. he's calling out really shady things that the government's doing. So the whole point that like people are saying, oh, let's de- let's sometimes platform. Yes, sometimes he's but also talking about intergalactic space pedophiles. Yeah, that, I mean that's. But then I think any rational clock. person does kind of tune out to a certain extent at that point. Like that's not hurting people. I think anyone who talks ill about the government, if they're deplatformed, that's a dangerous world. Interesting. In. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point of view. Right. Like people, just because someone's it, saying crazy he's shit. talking ill about the government, but he's also best friends with the president, so it's kind of like I know it's so weird. That's so weird, and I don't agree with deplatforming Trump because I think he's a public, <laughs> he's a public figure. The president, that would be funny that as would be fuck. So funny. That would it would oh be hilarious if he just got banned. But yeah. like I think, in principle, he you need to keep account. you need to keep. Oh my god. <laughs> No, you need to keep what? You need to keep uh, like public figures in the public space. You need like, if he doesn't say that shit on there, he's gonna say it somewhere else. Yeah. Well, like, like, do you think? Yeah, and and the more that you try to push something down, the the more you're validating them. Like Alex yeah. Jones is like, oh, all this left wing shit, and then it's like he gets deplatformed. His whole base is like, it's true. See, look what they're doing to him. I know, and it's only you know? it's not really true. It's like it's just he's having con. He's facing consequences for yeah. saying shitty stuff and and he really did make some people do some stupid shit i don't know i don't know too much but i know like the whole sandy hook parents thing sandy hook pizzagate that was a big one i don't know man i think we should look into pizzagate oh jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) but again i could just be drinking the kool-aid but i'm like a lot of shady shit is i mean the epstein thing like puts the hammer on the nail yeah that's the one the epstein thing is i think everyone that even people that don't normally believe in conspiracy theories are like all right come on and that adds a lot of weight to the pizzagate scandal i know but like that's like all right that may be legitimate that there's a large group of people who are pretty much vampires no, not, not vampires but you know what i mean it's people sucking energy from from other people <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like i'll listen to him for edu- for uh, entertainment and then a couple of his points to be like yeah good enough i i i, I, you know. I just i don't like the whole broken clock is right that's <laughs> like yeah. yeah he's saying all this shit but i mean he said that that's kind of right it's like but let's take it to the extreme if you say anything bad about uh xiao jay in china you get disappeared oh, like, oh, that's the extre- yeah no yeah. yeah that's the extreme of of what the left-wing people are trying to do by like oh there's consequences for words i think that the uh the right wing would benefit much more from doing that and i think they really are trying to do that well, and, both people are both sides are trying to i think to close i think the right wing is doing that a lot more effectively with uh gerrymandering and with uh like yeah. election laws and making sure that certain groups of people are not able to vote i think that's a much that's huge that's a huge 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 that's much bigger than thing. like yep. taking off taking Entirely. alex jones off of twitter very in my mind. here's the one thing i'll give to trump as being a good thing is next time a liberal next next time a liberal person comes into office all of the problems of power are pretty obvious so that they can fix them all now yeah you know he's brought stuff to the spot he's brought stuff to light but i mean i also i think like yeah yeah i mean he's he's made us aware of how bad stuff is and Mm -hmm. he has also worsened a lot of things yeah for sure but yeah i don't know i'm looking forward to seeing where the world is in 10 years i'm hoping it'll be at a better place i'm hoping it's here all right well it's just at 3 30 it's pleasure having you on man i'd love to have you back on before you go uh to you know or wherever you go eastern Oregon. oh i'll be coming back here all the time dope all right yeah my girlfriend's gonna be living here for at least like two years so i'll be coming down to eugene all the time man i'd love to have you back on man lots of love take care thank you